Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Winning Plays Podcast back yet again. Celtics Summer League is over. The uh, two and three mark in Las Vegas. I'm joined today by Ryan Bernardoni at Danger Card on Twitter, who I'm sure was glued to all five games at Thomas and Mac Arena over the last week um, for all the Jordan Wall she could handle. Is it, I, Tell me I'm right. I did not watch a complete game live for the entirety of Summer League, which is not is, is abnormal. Normally, I watch Summer League. I'm a, a idiot watching all of this stuff but i mean we all kind of knew coming in that this that this was not a summer league team that no. matched up with with recent celtics vintages uh so i watched the games on uh where i could skip the commercials and and stuff like that uh on slight delay um but uh, you know i i watched uh walsh was was interesting to see and some of the other stuff coming out of the team not quite so promising uh <laughs> you know not so much but like i said i mean we knew what this what this version of summer league was this was not the uh the team of a couple of years ago that had well, like, they've always had an entertaining team. I feel like for the last ten years, right? Like I'm trying to think of like there's always the, been yeah. something going on, and this team, it just was like I mean Walsh is great, like great for what you want, but as far as the entertainment value for watching watching the team, it just was was not there. Yeah, Peyton Pritchard makes for like really good summer league play as well. So we had like that where he's just like a very summer league sort of like overly competitive player, but who's also ball dominant scorer. So like that that team was pretty fun. Uh, and, but they had a lot of first round picks and now right. with Brad trading out, I guess, depending on how you want to look at it, either three in a row or five in a row or whatever it might be like those players, you don't have like the returning second year first round picks that are, that you're watching, you know, the, but it was fine. I mean, it, I think it went better than, than what would have expected just because Walsh was, was so, um, you, you know, showed so much potential as, as for something for the future, uh, that it kind of made it all worth it makes i mean it's it's summer league it's it's worth what it's worth but uh just his performance alone um i think made it a better summer league than maybe would have been expected going in yeah that there's a he you know was probably a, a top like 10 playing rookie there like I, I don't think that's like too big of a leap to make and for uh you know a pick in the 30s to be that that's someone who you can be like all right Obviously, there's a roadmap to him being in the rotation a couple of years down the road. And I don't know, like if he can shoot like this, maybe there's a roadmap to him like being on the fringe of the rotation even sooner. We'll have you know plenty of time to figure that out in training camp. But um, if and there's something this team needs it. right now, it's it's wing depth, and the, he he's he's pretty much one of the few people there right now on, on the entire roster. Yeah, fringe fringe rotation uh, is probably what you're hoping for this year. Uh, I mean, you never know. Right. Anybody could could be better than beyond that. But um, I don't know. You want to talk positives, negatives with with him? I, I think there's a little bit of both more positive than negative. But, you know, things. That yeah. Are, what's your read? Yeah. Let's start positives. Here. Like what, what was like what stuck out to you in terms of what he did, um, you know, in a in a, a far bigger role than he they're asked him to ask him to do what Arkansas seemed like. 
yeah, I mean, way more offensive juice than than we had expected. Uh, part of that is the shooting, which like his shot doesn't look broken at all by any means. Like it looks like a perfectly fine shot. If you just watch back the shots that he made, like they all look very good. They're not ugly shots kind of bouncing in. And he obviously he shot 40 percent. So it's not like it was just picking and choosing like the absolute best ones. Uh, it's not, you know, Ray Allen form, but like it it looks normal, like a, like you would expect for it to and the shots have a normal arc and, and go in. And, and so there's there's the shooting aspect of it where he just looks more competent than I think we expected from his college numbers. But maybe the bigger part of it is the willingness to do more than that um, transition in the first game or two, which you would expect for somebody with his profile. But some nice, you know, uh, you know, driving the close out a couple of passes that that stood out a little bit. Um, so there was more willingness to to do things that were interesting than I had expected out of it. And, and that stood out, I think. Yeah, he just like there weren't many. I mean, he had a few bad turnovers over the course of this week, which is what like I feel like summer league basketball is about is like horrific turnovers time and time again when you're throwing together a bunch of guys haven't played with for uh, a three week period. But the the reads were strong. I, I, the, the closeout game was like what you want to see. And then with them staying on him for getting that jump shot up, even I think that Lakers game where he he had a really rough first half shooting. And then just like got a friendly role, I think in the beginning of the third quarter, and then just like broke out from there. And like it was good to see his like confidence not get shot from an ugly stretch here or there. And the you know the full picture of the small sample size theater that summer league is like forty one percent from three on you know decent volume. Like that's those are the quality looks he's going to be getting, or probably far better than the one he was getting Vegas like all year long. And so that's you know at least a starting point. Yeah, not only volume, but also versatility of the shots he was taking. It wasn't like he was just standing in the corner and taking yeah. pretty much uncontested corner threes or something like that. Like he took, there were a couple of pull-ups. He was taking some stuff behind, handoffs behind screens, uh, mostly above the break, uh, but also I think made at least one from each corner. So uh, sort of showing a versatility of of just being able to shoot. He also had a couple of like mid-range pull-ups, which are at least indicative of some amount of touch and, and stuff like that. So I think, that was the the main positive. the The length on defense also shows there. You know, he had a couple of couple of steals and, and things like that. Um, and it's always difficult defense in summer league. Like you can't really play t- real good team defense in summer league because, like you said, like it's a whole bunch of guys you just met and a lot of players who are sort of out looking for their own and trying to show out for different reasons. So you never expect to see much from the on the defensive end in in that setting. But the tools are obviously there that you, that you can see uh, that you would expect. And I, that was less surprising. So I don't think it stood out as much um as, as some of the offensive stuff that that he was able to display but i mean that, that's it's five games right like that's the the positives um i there were some things that i think are negatives all resolvable things because he's 19 years old but kind of what stood out to you as concerns in terms of this year and and maybe the year after that i think it's hard to project beyond that because i think there is real promise there but what do you what did you see that concerns you for for the immediacy yeah i mean i know he he doesn't seem to have, I mean, it's not much of a concern this is, but like he doesn't have like great lift, I guess, in the paint. Like he got stuffed yeah, a few times. Like that's kind of like, oh, uh, like you'd like to see a little bit more out of that. But that's, if that's not a strength of this game, like that's okay. Um, and defensively, I mean, yeah, it's it's tough to judge. Like he's not going to be, like he can obviously guard, guard a bunch of different positions. It doesn't seem like he's going to get bullied a ton, but speed wise is certainly going to be at a disadvantage against smaller guys that which is no surprise for someone six seven so i don't know did any like 
what did you think of his profile defensively? Uh, so I guess my sort of general concern is that he's pretty thin, right? He, he's 19. Yeah. He doesn't have like NBA strength right now. This is not uh, Ojale or, or Grant coming in and being sort of stout defenders who you could imagine playing in, um, you know, defending some of the, the bigger players who they're going to be, you know, he, they were asked to defend. Um, if you're looking at this and be like, ah, that's the guy who's going to be guarding Giannis in two years. Like he's going to have to add a <laughs> no. lot of strength. This is not Grant Williams coming in and having sort of being like, oh, is he a little slow of foot? What position is he? Stuff like that. In, in this case, it's like, well, he's got skinny legs. And while he likes to flex after scoring, he doesn't have, I don't think, NBA wing strength at this point. Um, most players who come in at 19 years old who are sort of six, seven with long arms do not have NBA level strength. Like that's, that's not a big concern uh, for right now, but it's probably what will keep him out of the rotation. It's what will keep him out of what will keep him at best, maybe being the 11th man in the rotation or something like that, just because you won't, you will not be able to put him out on the floor and say, go defend this guy uh, because any good NBA scoring wing is just going to be able to overpower him at this point. Um, I think you pair that with what you said about not having like a ton of burst in, on, as a leaper. Um, so not quite a level of NBA strength, not quite any, you know, super athleticism, anything like that. I think he's going to struggle to score around the rim right now. He ma made some sort of difficult shots that, you know, they go in, you go, oh, that's a nice finish, but like shots that should not have been as difficult as they were. Um, and I think that those are, you know, a lot of those shots are, 38% makes on two point shots, right? Like they're not the kind of shots that, that you're going to be looking for in, in an NBA game. Now he shouldn't be taking those shots in an NBA game, right? Those are shots right. that, that go to Tatum and Brown and not players of, of what his role is going to be at the beginning. Um, but unless he develops NBA level strength and maybe develops a little bit of a, more of explosiveness as well, while he's working with an NBA training staff, um, I think that those things will, will be a challenge uh, for him becoming anything more than, you know, a, eighth man sort of wing player he's gonna have to, to develop the body a little bit in order to, to hang at this level yeah we'll have, we'll have plenty of time in mean to do that i think it'll be barring injuries he'll be up there yeah plenty. No, i mean jason tatum did did not have nba strength at 19 right. either this is now he was a much more skilled player and a brilliant team defender and all that coming in um and, and a much higher pick but like look at tatum at 19 versus now and it's like that's the kind of physical development that that Walsh would have to have in order to do things like guard, you know, the best wing scorers in the league and stuff like that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 100%. So that's, but again, full picture, like definitely a promising week for him. Adding to a promising, I'm looking for a guy you get at whatever 39 in the draft. Like that's certainly, um, you know, there's no guarantees there, but that's, uh, I can't remember. 38 or 39. Yeah, 39. I know. It's, it's really, I, it's, I it makes a lot of difference here. Who, which one they, 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 they trade one of those to Atlanta. Yeah. I forget which one. Um, other quick hits on Summer League before we move on to Jalen and, and Brad Stevens' comments. Uh, J.D. Davison, yikes. Uh, feel like if he wasn't drafted by this team, he would, shouldn't, would not be on a two way contract right now. Probably shouldn't be a two way guy right now. 
um, period. And um, I don't know, Jay's Scrub, like, kind of fun, intriguing piece for a two-way guy. I guess he's, it's would have been his fourth year in the league right now, so he should be kind of dominating summer league like that. But um, I don't know, I like lefties, so, like, it's uh, pretty much. I think Davidson's fine to be on a two-way at this point, especially now that there's three of them. Like, there just aren't 700 NBA players out there to, yeah, to fill, all, fill all these spots. And he was fine as the, the main point guard last year, and we know what he can do. Um, but he's. I can't imagine that he's ever going to be trusted to be the point guard of a team that has any sort of desire to be winning games, right? That's the thing. <laughs> uh, it's not even a third point guard. Like, he's, he's too erratic and turns the ball over too much, and while... He shows the flashes of athleticism and different kind of variety of pull-up shooting and, and things like that. The shots don't go in nearly enough. The passes don't hit their target nearly enough. Uh, and the development needed from here to get to that level is pretty significant. Now, is it possible that he goes off to Europe and plays somewhere and develops and comes back four years from now and still has the athletic gifts and has a more well-rounded game and can be somebody's backup point guard? Some, you know, sure, that's a possibility. Uh, but the idea that like he's going to go to Maine for the year and then be able to step in and be this this team's replacement for Peyton Pritchard if Pritchard goes you know leaves in restricted free agency as a low cost option or something like that seems like a pretty far away yeah destination right now for for a player who's just so unreliable in terms of protecting the ball. Yeah, there's um, no doubt about that. And then Scrub, like like you said, I mean he's twenty four, twenty five, like this four. No, I think he's, he's twenty two. No, I actually just looked this up today. Yeah, because he was drafted. He will, oh, he will be twenty. He will be twenty three. Yeah, he's, okay, he's not quite as old. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, three years in the NBA to some extent. I think he's got like twenty five career games or something like. They're twenty five career appearances or something like that. So at his age and in his experience, you don't expect any you know a whole lot there either. But in terms of a six five scoring guard who is, knows how to be an NBA player and knows how to be a professional, like I, you hope that's fine. Um, I assume that the last spot I've assumed from the beginning that the last spot is basically like if Harry Giles doesn't get a better job somewhere else, he'll be the subject's right. <laughs> third two way. Um, and I know he wasn't on the, the summer league team, but it's like, is that, is that where that's going as the Jason Tatum, you get a new friend because we uh, traded your other friend uh, spot. Uh, I'm not really sure. But, it certainly uh, needs to be a big based on their current roster construction. Um, well, I mean, a two way big doesn't get you unless you're the heat doesn't get you very far anyway, but that's true. Um, at least for the emergency death purposes. Uh, which is the fact that they changed the rules in order like the the harry giles rule right. for third third two-way yeah. guys and his particular friendship with the yeah. with the star of the team it's it's the thanassus spot as i refer to it I, I kind of assume that's where that's going unless somebody else gives him a, a better role but right we'll see that'd be rough if he doesn't get it if they name the rule after him and he still doesn't get if it he's totally out of it yeah. yeah just totally yeah that would that would hurt um there's yeah, still assistant hurt. coaching spots open it's... <laughs> all right let's uh Let's get to this Jalen situation. Um, I mean, this is we're in a quote unquote pause right now per multiple reports um, with Jalen being overseas and the Celtics and his camp having talked plenty, but um, over the last couple of weeks, but still haggling over some finer points here. There's not. Um, I think, Ryan, the interesting thing for me right now in terms of assuming that this is going to get done eventually um, is what side is actually going to give in here. Cause I think you look at the situation and both sides probably feel like they have a pretty good like leverage case in terms of not giving in on what they want to give in. And those things are 
um, you know, the fifth year player option, um, a trade kicker as well. And probably, I mean, I assume no incentive money is involved here for like the full 300 plus million here, but that's, it's possible. There's small, uh, at least a little bit worked into that as well. I assume the Southern will would give it on that easier than the other stuff here, but I don't know from a leverage play for either side here, who, who do you think is, you know, more likely to ultimately give in and, um, give up on what they're holding out for here. I mean, Jalen will not get this money if he doesn't sign with the Celtics, right? Like um, if he goes all the way to free agency, then no other team, even if he makes all NBA again, can give him this deal. And if he goes all the way to free agency and doesn't make all NBA, then even the Celtics wouldn't be able to give him this, this level of a deal. So from a money perspective, the Celtics can say like, look, we can give you more money than anybody this year and, and probably next year. Um, and you don't want to say probably because they'll probably think, well, I can make all NBA again, which is fine. But uh, so from that perspective, that's fine. Now, a lot of the stuff that's been sort of kicking around in the media has been things that annoy me because they're not possible. Right. Like the, there's a pretty narrow window of what you're allowed to sign for a designated contract. And while you can get a little bit creative with things on it, like you could say, OK, we'll give you 35 percent. But what if we do five percent raises, but we give you a 15 percent trade kicker? So you're not going to get the absolute max of every dollar you can get as long as you're with us. And as the cap grows, your percentage of the cap will go down a little bit for us. But were we to trade you, you would get a whole bunch of, you know, you get a windfall of money if that happens in a couple of years, because in that structure, there would be millions of dollars below your max or, you know, some amount of money below your max that you could get in a trade kicker. So like you can do stuff like that. If he's getting, if he gets 35% and 8% raises, Right. There's a match a cap, right? Like some amount be... of growth that the cap is supposed to have. But like this idea that it's going to be growing at 10% every single year because of the new TV deal is not a guarantee. The current projections for next year are like a 6% cap growth and then 10% once the TV deal kicks in. But if he's at 8% the first year, 6%, 10%, like your trade bonus cannot make your salary more than your maximum contract, right? So um, the trade bonus stuff that people are a bit like, oh boy, the, the trade bonus could be a big deal. Like it's something that he would want to have in his deal, particularly if he doesn't sign for the full absolute max, which is kind of what I expect is going to happen. But like it, it doesn't, isn't that big of a deal. Um, to me, like they're arguing over a player option in the final year, right? Like that's the Celtics maybe came in at basically offering a little bit less than the full max so that they would have something to give up without having to give up the, and it's possible if that's like their negotiating strategy, but that's the question right like if he gets a player option then he won and if the team if he doesn't get one then the Celtics won I, I don't <laughs> I don't know um, quote one <laughs> yeah one uh, I mean in the end as we've talked about I don't think he's going to finish the next contract with the Celtics so I completely understand wanting to be like I want to have a player option because I don't want you to trade me in a year and then I'm stuck on some team for five years that I don't want to be on I want to have some amount of leverage I understand him wanting saying I want to have a trade bonus because if you're going to trade me in two years when maybe I will have, that will be worth something. Like I want to get something out of it. Right. He can do the math. He he's part of the players union. Like he knows what the new CBA is. He, this is not like a, a big secret as to where it might be going. Uh, so there is some amount of negotiation, but the stuff that you're seeing out there are like, Oh, they're, they're maybe they're fighting over a no trade clause. He's not eligible for a no trade clause. Maybe they're fighting over if he gets a third year player option. That's not a thing that's not allowed in any contract, let alone this contract. Maybe they're arguing over if it's going to be a three-year deal not allowed in a designated you know unless he takes less than 30 percent. if he takes a traditional extension which he's not going to do that's not allowed either like it's just it has to be a five-year deal only the last year can be an option he's not eligible for a no trade clause it has to be between 30 and 35 percent 
trade bonuses cannot exceed your, you know, your maximum salary in a year. These things are just defined. Um, so you won't find that kind of a misinformation on mass life. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. It's <laughs> been my flight for the last 10 years. Why does anybody follow me on Twitter or no? It's because when somebody publishes something that's got mistakes in it, I end up DMing them and being like, Hey, this is wrong. <laughs> um, so the it's, it's just one of those things of like, how many things can you really negotiate on? And, and I think where they're, what both sides are trying to get to is Jalen's probably trying to get everything he can. And the Celtics are probably trying to get just the last year, not a player option. Well, here's an interesting thing, though, Ryan. I feel like that I like have thought more about in the last couple of days as this clearly is drawn out and both sides are at least dug in a little bit for the short term. And they have plenty of time to figure this out before opening night, which is a deadline. But if you're Jalen right now, and again, you see this, you know, the poor thing is deal gets done and he gets the extension. So it becomes clear that like, again, like his him and his camp can do the math there as you as you laid out. So this is going to be year eight for Jalen in the league coming up here. So technically, like, he only has two more years until he's eligible for the 35% anyway with a player of 10 plus year experience, correct? That's so yeah. like, so maybe in his mind or his camp's mind right now, he's thinking, okay, listen, yeah, we we know you can over, only offer us the most money for those these upcoming next two years, but then we're going to get that money anyway after that and we don't like if you're going to trade us maybe we'd rather be in control for you know for that and be willing to sacrifice for those two years to give us that greater control down the line i i i wonder if there is yeah. any part of that that is coming into the picture here of being like okay like this all just gonna be like all right well you can't get that many move that money anywhere else and janice like, well it's really only two years of money and that's you know that's not nothing from 30 to 35 percent but it's also like maybe he just wants that extra flexibility when the the writing is on the wall that a trade down the line here is you know it's certainly you know probably if not probable like a 50 50 chance so the challenge is that if he gets 30 percent uh without so if he signs a designated veteran extension which is 30 to 35 percent with no incentives no you know, none of the stuff that he had in his current contract. Right. It has to be five years. Like, that's right. just the rule. Now, he could sign an extension. If you want to get really creative on that kind of thought, he could sign an extension under the the new extension rules, which would get him pay very close to the 30% max, but he would have to carry over the incentives that he has in his current contract. All the things we talked about if he hadn't made all NBA. But right. then he could do an extension that adds, adds three years where the, the third year is an option. And basically, he's tied to the team for two more years at 30%, and then he hits free agency at year 10. Now, to go and get 35%, if he doesn't think it's me with the Celtics, somebody has to have 35% of the salary cap in, you know, that's free. Like, they have to have cap space equivalent of a 35% max and want to spend it on Jalen Brown in his 10th year. And so we were joking before about, you know, the, the 76ers just had this press conference where Daryl Morey is basically like, we're going to, because of the new CBA, it's going to put a lot of downward pressure on contracts. And so we're going to try to keep our flexibility so that we can have salary cap space next year so that we can be the only good team that can offer a free agent, a big contract, you know, in, in free agency that isn't, doesn't have to be a sign and trade or something, which it gets extra complicated with the new CBA. Two years from now, three years from now, that pressure will have only built. So opting, you know, basically opting out when he's in his 10th year and then trying to find a 35% 
salary cap team that's not the Celtics who could bring him back on bird rights if you think the Celtics aren't going to be able to bring him back because of the, all the stuff we've been talking about is like that's a pretty big risk that's a, a narrow yeah. path and, and if you get injured if you just take a step back and you're viewed as the 40th best player in the league instead of the 20th best player in the league that money's not going to be there yeah um so it's all a fine idea and if you want to like I said if you want to get talk about creative solutions to some of these things like under the old CBA maybe it would kind of sell me a little bit more um at the moment I, I would look at that and be like listen if you don't if the difference between 200 million and 300 million dollars makes no difference to you which frankly it shouldn't because what difference does it make at that amount of money then okay you can start to talk about those things but like if you're in if your intention is that you're going to get as close to as much money as you possibly can um i think you're talking about designated extension stuff and and then really it just comes back to like how do you want this to work when the team potentially has to trade you if you don't win the title in the next year or two Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that with Jay, it's just a situation where I'm just thinking from Jalen's side. And I, I honestly like yeah, if it comes down to money, like he can't, you know, turn this down. But if he's if he's drawing a line in the sand of being like, OK, I want the five years, no, op, you know, with the player option and, trade, you know, ask for everything favorable to his camp. And then if not, then like I think I'm good enough where I'll just go into this year. Like I don't need the five year. I like I'll just either make all NBA again or would prefer to have the freedom or to, jump to Philly, right? To jump to, yeah, to, to just to have a way to be like, listen, I'd rather choose my next team than you guys choose my next team. And that and to me, that's where things get interesting here because that's where I wonder where they're the Celtics bend in that situation to okay, like if you want to play that kind of hardball, like we we're not really in a good position to play that kind of hardball, like you you win. Um, or if they you know, or if that leads to a, a very a much drastic change for the hood, which I would be surprised by, but certainly could, uh, could be entertained. Yeah. Which is why I think in the end, like you, you land on what we thought from the beginning, which is that he's going to sign for the full 35% max with 8% raises. He probably gets a trade bonus that the team figures doesn't make much of a difference in the next two years when, you know, it's, he's probably just going to track it as full max anyway. Um, and then no player option probably. Um, and that's, just kind of the contract we thought it was going to end up being. Uh, that's still my guess as to where things land. Um, if he doesn't want to sign it, if he's like, I don't, then you're back with the other thing that we said from the beginning. It's like, well, then you just kind of have to trade him. You have right. Like you can't, you can't afford to roll that dice. Like you, if he's, yeah. if he's not going to sign that, you have to trade him. Yeah. Now how much you're going to get for him under those circumstances? Probably not a ton. And like I, laughing about the 76 or saying, okay, we're going to burn a year of our 29 year old MVP to chase cap space next year. Could Jalen Brown sign for 30%? max with you know to play with Embiid next year in philadelphia sure could he go with a set you know to play with wemby sure like there are teams out there that can give him a lot of money next year that could figure out how to get there uh, it'll get more difficult two and three years down the line but yeah if he says like no i'm not going to sign for 35 percent because if you don't give me a player option that i'm walking i'm going to roll the dice and you if you're really drawing the line and saying we are not giving you a player option then that's your decision you have to make. But then at that point, you've decided basically that you would rather just trade him now than, right, than give him that option. And like, okay, that's fine. If that's, if that's how you want to go. Um, if if you're going to roll that dice anyway, then as we've talked about, like you may as well trade him for Damian Lillard and get the, get the draft <laughs> picks out of it. Like if that's your, <laughs> if that's where you're going to land anyway, I don't think right. that's where they're going to land, but like, I don't know. Um, it's negotiations can be contentious. It doesn't mean that things are a disaster forever after that. It's, it's also entirely possible that he's like, oh, you know, we're 
90% of the way there, but I have this prior engagement where I have to go to Europe for the right. Players Association where I am one of the members of the leadership team. Can't, we'll finish it up when I get back. Like that's also maybe just what's happening. <laughs> but oh, it's again, that that's probably like 90% what it is, but then this, just the way this is unfolded, and I think the Porzingis deal and then the, the years and years of rumors and stuff like that, like you just, you just have to wonder. And with the and with the obvious ramifications in play for both sides, um, they just know both sides. Know both sides know right. that this is not going to retire a Celtic unless literally they win the title next year and he's great and they you know some magical thing happens from here on out. Nobody plays 15, 18 years with the same team anymore. Um, certainly not players who are peak at second team All NBA and and are really good, but not you know super duper stars or like a Udonis Haslam playing for minimums for years and years and years, right? Like they, he's not dumb. He knows that he's not going to be a Celtic for the entirety of his career. And so making these decisions now for the next six years of what team he's going to be tied to contractually and who's going to have control over that is not a simple decision. I, I understand that. It's just in the end, it's like money or not. Do you want the money? And probably usually NBA players and professionals of all, of all sorts, not just athletes take the money. We'll see. I don't All think right. it's going to last more than another. You know, I don't think it's the the eve of the regular season. I, I don't think when they're going to sign it. I'm I'm sure it'll be resolved in the not too distant future. Yeah. Oh, just to see who gives in on that will be fascinating to see in terms of who who's willing to stomach what, um, and who's willing to you know hold hold firm. And I know. I mean, I obviously. I know they gave Tatum the, I mean, this is a far different boat coming off like a rookie extension, like, but there were people that didn't want to give him that player option. But that was Ainge. It, it wasn't. But that was, was that right. I was, I was under the injury. Exactly. I was under the injury. And but, they just said, like, sometimes you're so good that the team, right. you Ainge, the team Tatum like, is good enough where it's like, it's like, okay. Right. You can, like, you're good enough to him. Like, you, yeah, we're not going to, you get what you want. We get it. Jalen, at this money, I don't know if you're in a situation where you can, you can give him that if that's going to really inhibit what you can get for him in a deal down the line at, at that price. So it'll be interesting. Um, all right, wrap up. Anything else staying up to you in terms of what Brad said last week to us? Um, wants to add something to the roster at the three or four spot. It's kind of funny how he keeps referring to Brogdon as, you know, part of the team now, but knowing that if you want to make any other meaningful changes to the team right now, you're probably going to, he would have to be involved in the deal um for the price point um yeah anything stick out to you at this pretty much going as you expected we're gonna get the uh kelly Oubre on the minimum is that <laughs> is that gonna that train it's not really a three four i don't know who the best three four available out there i have to go back and look at the list it's of, not uh there's left. not a lot i think that's bigger that's names probably the best available right? name yeah bigger names than christian wood and, 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 out there. and kelly will be the yeah. last two roster spots we'll do <laughs> do we have two ro- it's the same thing i think where we closed last time we talked it was like how many roster spots do we actually have because champagne i think is so one yeah right now they they have 14 signed but that's including two no i mean cornet seems saved but champagne is the is the other name that i would expect to be maybe not cut august 1st but certainly cut during training camp um and then obviously are they going to play with 14 or 15 during the year that's an ex- still have no idea where blake griffin's going to land um so I mean I don't have much much thoughts on it yet. Kind of where we've we've been for a while. Like they have the ammunition to make a trade if they want to. They don't seem to have any inclination to really want to right now. Uh, 
if you did, then you'd probably be adding money in the future that they aren't really comfortable doing right right at the moment anyway. Because uh, you don't just want to, they don't seem to want to just like cut back and say, yeah, we'll we'll trade Brogdon for any reasonable expiring that, that doesn't seem to be part of the plan. And hopefully that doesn't come back to bite him next year. Uh, or it does, but they've already won the title. So who, who gives a damn? Uh, so I, yeah, I mean, it, are they just shopping for one more, one more guy? And is that going to be a veteran or are they going to take a shot on somebody with a little less name recognition? I have no idea. It probably won't make a difference in the end uh, to the, the fortunes of this team. Uh, but every, you know, you get into, you get into August and everybody loves to talk about that 15th roster spot. So we don't want to burn it now. We'll give it a few weeks to, to, to marinate. And then you can, you can write however many columns you can get out of that. All right. Get ready <laughs> for profiles of the, of the off season. Yeah. Upcoming profiles, upcoming on Kelly Oubre, Derek Jones Jr., I guess more of a four than a three, TJ oh, Warren. DJ right. that's there. the one I want. Because if they're going to play zone, you may as well get Derek Jones. Get, get, just get length everywhere. Um, Trendon Watford, cut by the Blazers, oh, still yeah, available. Cut by the Blazers. People were surprised. Good old Terrence Ross was not brought back by the Suns, very much available. Um, Gabriel, when in Gabriel, with them, he's more of a four, a slash five, but he's still out there. If they want to go in the defensive mold on the underman big size, yeah, really, really sexy names out there uh, left on the market at that three four spot. So we'll be, uh, we'll be, and Romeo Langford, of course, of course, at the length at the wing position, still, still available. And Yabu, and Yabu, of course. I heard, I read somewhere he's making, he's yeah, trying to make an NBA. I was like, what's second? What what's exactly? So Change good. morale. Oh, he's Please. so good, and he's a three four. He was, he's been good. He's been good. Right, I know. He's had a good career with <laughs> when he's not killing uh, Dante Exum. This is yeah, God. We I said we were going to wait until August for this, and here we are immediately <laughs> pivoting to the yeah, Yabusele conversation. Perhaps it took us this long. All right. Fall ride on Danger Cart at Danger Cart on Twitter. You're on threads now, too. I know. I'm sure you've been. Really... I am not on threads. I will You're not on threads. I know. We, we, we talk about Facebook this like you've not gone there yet. I'm on Blue Sky. Blue Sky. I, I, got, my, I got an invite for you if you want it now. All right. Ooh, ooh okay. <laughs> Well, we'll have to maybe I'll dabble in there and then with my downtime in August here. But check out Ryan where all spots he is. Um, check us out here on Wing Plays Pod. Um, over the upcoming weeks, we'll be around as we wait for more Jalen developments and more 15th Man Talk. Stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, thanks for coming on, Ryan. Thanks for having me as always.